and welcome to the Great Food Debate presented by This Week Community News, a podcast about where to eat, drink, and more in Central Ohio. I'm Abby Armbruster, your host of this show, and welcome to National Pizza Month. October has been named National Pizza Month since 1984 when the publisher of Pizza Today magazine named it so. Although we've covered pizza before on the Great Food Debate, we wanted to honor the best pizza in Central Ohio by dedicating an entire month to the delicious dish. We are joined by three culinary experts on pizza who have independent pizza shops in Central Ohio, and of all the pizza sales in the U.S. this year, an estimated $18.5 billion is spent at independent pizza shops, according to PMQ Pizza Magazine. So joining me today to break down why they're so popular are... Jeff Oftenkamp, Mama Mimi's Take and Bake Pizza. Ed Bisconti, Borgata Pizza Cafe. Uh, Brad Rocco, co-owner of Bexley Pizza Plus. All right, perfect. So you guys are all experts, obviously, uh, when it comes to pizza. Could you share each a little bit uh, about how your business got started and why you chose Columbus to start your business? Sure. Uh, I started my business with my wife, who passed away a few years ago in 2000, and uh, we were looking for an opportunity to do something in the food business that was not so restaurant-oriented as we were working for Bravo prior to that experience. And uh, so we decided to do this take-and-bake pizza, and here we are 18 years later. All right, and Ed, tell me a little bit more about Borgata. Uh, So Borgata started with uh, myself and my business partner, Roz Aldino, uh, about six years ago, and uh, we just wanted to have a full-service Italian restaurant and specialize in quality food and the uh, New York-style pizza Uh, has become very popular for us. Perfect. All right. And Brad? Yeah, for me, um, back in 1980 is when my pizzeria started. uh, And I was just a delivery driver working my way through college and uh, getting a degree. And um, one of the owners wanted wanted out, and I bought him out back in 1992, and I've owned it ever since. Uh, We've always been in Bexley, but we've relocated uh, out 12 years ago to the spot that we're in now, and we expanded uh, to include a, a dining room and uh, beer and wine, so we do delivery, dine-in, and, and pick-up, obviously. Our pizza is just, it's like one of the ones that you think of when you when you go to Bexley. It's we're, we're a staple in the community, and we've been around for a long time, and And uh, Brad, you have the one location, right? Uh, Yeah, we have a location in Bexley. We also have a sister location in Gehanna. Okay, perfect. And Borgata has how many? We have two locations. Two. One on the northeast side and one in Worthington. Okay. And then uh, we have three locations uh, one on Henderson Road and then in Clintonville Mm -hmm. at the entrance of Old Tangy Village Apartments and in Grandview in Gentiles Wine Shop. Perfect. All right. So I wanted to start with uh, some of the details about the cooking process since that can vary. And Jeff, I'll start with you since you actually rely on the customers to bake the the pizza. So how did, how, what challenges come up with that? Uh, The biggest challenge probably is when educating people how to cook the pizza <laughs> i mean it's pretty simple you know you we make the pizza we make everything in the store so we make our own salad dressings we um, buy all fresh produce and chop it we actually grow our own basil at our clintonville location and then in the summertime and then we assemble the pizzas on a parchment paper that has like a special silicone treatment and then you slide it off of the cardboard soaker we shrink wrap it and then you slide it in the center rack and it cooks in eight to ten minutes 
And is it difficult to convey that to the customer? Like, here's what you need to do. It shouldn't be if that they difficult. they don't pay but... attention, usually people do. <laughs> we do tell them, and then we also put instructions on the pizza. Yeah. But, I mean, the biggest problem, um, challenge, I would say, or I wouldn't call it a problem, but the biggest challenge is the dough-making process because we do make it every day, mm-hmm. and that's uh, very detail-oriented. So it has to be done properly. Sure, sure. All right, and then, Ed, what kind of oven do you use? Well, we use a Capone. Uh, it's a brick oven. comes from Italy. Uh, we cook at a very high temperature, uh, about 730 degrees, uh, so we can cook a pizza in about four minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, it, it'll go a little hotter than that, and we tried that for a while and cook a pizza in about 90 seconds, but uh, that was great in the experiment. But when you apply that towards a, a busy night, the uh, cooks were not able to keep up with the pizza. So, uh, <laughs> having and, to turn and, their backs every... Ended up having to turn the oven down a little bit and rethink that. (laughs) All right. And then Brad, what about you? Yeah, we uh, bake on standard deck ovens. They're Blodgett 1060 uh, gas deck ovens. And uh, my temperature runs somewhere around 525. Uh, And we uh, have stone bottoms on them. So we do kind of a two-part bake. About 75% of our bake is on a pan. And then we slide the pizza off onto the uh, beer deck to finish it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. What what difference does that make for the customer when they receive it? Well, for us, it's it, you get the bottom and the top to cook evenly is not the easiest thing in the pizza business. And if you go to a lot of pizzerias, that you say, "Well, that was great," but I wish the bottom was a little. So, mm-hmm. so we uh, we figured, and we put a lot of stuff on our pizza. So volume wise, there's there's heavy weights of items. So we want to make sure that it bakes thoroughly. And and so basically, we're baking the 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 bulk of the pizza first, and then just finishing it with the crust. Awesome. Uh, okay, and then let's talk about cheese. Mozzarella, of course, is the obvious choice for most uh, places, but have you ever experimented with different kinds of cheese, or, or do any of you have uh, pizzas that do not start with mozzarella as the main cheese? Absolutely. <laughs> sure we do. We have several different kinds of cheese. I mean, we, do, we use a blend of uh, mozzarella and provolone, so we get a little 50-50 there. And then, but we also have pizzas with other cheeses. We have like a three cheese, like a Parmesan, Asiago, and Romano blend. We have Gorgonzola, fresh mozzarella, so there's a lot of variety there. Uh, but the mozzarella and provolone is the basic. If you for the base a, cheese, let's like yeah. say you, you know you just want a basic pepperoni pizza, that's what you're going to get. Unless you decide otherwise, you can get whatever you like. <laughs> well, what uh, Jeff? What is the reason why uh, the balance of provolone and mozzarella is better than just straight mozzarella? In your mind, it's just the, <laughs> I like the flavor profile myself. I mean, that could be a 25 minute debate. <laughs> Some people are like pure mozzarella. Sure. The melt for us is better, I think, in a home oven, so that factors into it as well. Absolutely. I don't know. Would these guys probably well, have some input I, on that? I mean, uh, I have the same exact blend as uh, Jeff does. We, oh. do, we do a 50-50 provolone mozzarella mix as our base, but uh, we do have a number of different cheeses. So we have a six-cheese pizza. Um, so we do. We have Colby. We have Swiss. We have Asiago. And we just started to introduce, or we're introducing a pizza uh, November 1st called a Detroit Deep Dish Pizza. Oh. And that's specifically made with uh, Wisconsin brick cheese and it's not the easiest cheese in the world to find, but we found it through one of our suppliers. So uh, we that pizza itself is made exclusively with brick cheese. And uh, what happens with that is it caramelizes along the edge and creates this 
delicious crust, but it's actually part of the structure of the pizza, and uh, it's something you couldn't achieve with just mozzarella or provolone. It's a high butter fat content cheese. I was going to say, is it high moisture too? Kind of like fresh mozzarella would be? It not not like high moisture mozzarella. No. Okay. It's, yeah, it is aged, and so it's it's more the consistency of what you would say uh, mozzarella would be a low moisture mozzarella, uh, but it it melts a little differently and. Bread, is that the reasoning behind that? Is the oil seep out and then crisp the crust on the edge? Exactly. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. See, Jeff knows. Uh, I first uh, encountered this type of pizza when we were competing. And honestly, I I saw a lot of pizzerias in the Rust Belt from like maybe Cleveland through uh, Toledo and, of course, Detroit, obviously. Mm -hmm. Started uh, competing with this type of pizza in it. And that's the first time I never even knew about it. And the best way to describe it is it's cooked in a in a rectangular pan and uh it just is kind of like a if a sicilian pizza married a chicago deep dish pizza it's a mixture kind of like that where it's inverted you put the cheese on first and then the sauce on top of the cheese is posted the other way so, oh i was gonna yeah. say what would be the difference between detroit and sicilian so you answer my question yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely all right and then ed what kind of cheese do you use so we use a uh, whole milk mozzarella um, low moisture and it's uh, part cow milk part buffalo milk oh and wow so it has a little more pungent taste to it than a straight mozzarella that's interesting and uh do you have alternative cheeses as well in addition to that we do yeah we have a uh, three cheese pizza we have uh, feta cheese we have ricotta cheese we use uh, two kinds of parmesan cheese so, you know, have a variety uh, to make the different specialty pizzas. You are listening to the Great Food Debate. And uh, have you guys ever debated trying a different kind of crust uh, than what you have? I mean, all of you pretty much stick to either a traditional or pan uh, style. Uh, obviously, uh, Ed, you have more of a Brooklyn-style pizza. But have you ever tried, you know, a cracker-thin crust or something like that? N- not at Borgata's, but in the past we have, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, yes, and we just introduced it. We, our, our standard crust is, I would call it a medium crust, not thick, not thin. But uh, we just got so many requests for thin crust pizzas that we decided to introduce that on our menu. So hmm. we uh, basically take a regular shell that's already rolled out, and we roll it again. And, uh, and it just is a cracker thin crust. And we're, we're shocked by how many people are ordering <laughs> that. And then, of course, the Detroit deep dish is something we're going to be introducing and that's more of a a thick you know a thick crust and is that a lot more work to do three different kinds of dough versus the one absolutely (laughs) it's it's a challenge uh we make our our dough fresh every day we we don't uh, proof it and refrigerate it or freeze it so every day we start from scratch and start making dough all day long and uh, and so we'll, we'll we have to look at what the demand is. We have a you know, POS system that kind of calculates what we're selling, and we kind of base upon that. And we don't have a lot of data to run with the new editions. So sure. this time next year, I'll have, I could probably answer you better. But <laughs> sure. but yeah, we it's it's not an easy thing. At least for us, it, it's it's probably the biggest challenge. It is is making that dough all day long and predicting what you're going to sell in the period of a day. Sure. Well, and and talk to me a little bit about experimentation. You know, when you're still thinking, when you're first starting out, okay, I want to do a cracker thin crust. How difficult is it to take what you already make and try and do something different with it? Well, like for for when we do a thin crust pizza, we don't put on the toppings as heavily. We don't put the sauce on as heavy. If we did, it, we, it the crust would suffer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got to kind of 
do what's appropriate for the crust that you're doing. And it did, a, in the Detroit pizzas, we put the items on heavier because it could, the crust could handle it. Sure. Uh, and uh, so it, so we do a lot of experimenting. Uh, we, we eat a lot of pizza, gain a little <laughs> bit of weight, uh, use my employees to help me taste test and we taste test with some customers as well and well before we actually introduce something to the public we we have significantly taste tested it with both customers and our employees it's interesting so if somebody wanted to be part of that taste test how do they do that <laughs> we, we 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 actually um we, we know if they order two pizzas, we'll ask them if they would like to try one, one of them on our new crust. Oh. And I'll do it as a comp. I won't charge them for it so they get a chance. It's hard to say no when somebody's giving you a free yeah. pizza. <laughs> but we do like feedback, and we ask them to either, you know, send me an email or come back in next time and, and really give me some feedback and tell me how, what you thought about it. You might be getting more requests for that soon. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. And then uh, Jeff, uh, how did you come up with the crust that you tried for your pizza? Well, actually we have three different types of dough that we sell at our stores. We have our regular dough, the, the white dough, and then we also have a whole wheat dough that we make. And then we have another uh, gluten-free dough that we don't actually make because of the cross-contamination sure, issues sure. in our facility. So um, we buy that from a, a local vendor that makes it up in Worthington called Soodles. Oh. And uh, they do a great job with gluten-free dough. And uh, we sell a fair amount of that. You know, it, it tastes like pizza. People love it. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, the dough itself is tricky. It's hard sure. to manage. And we don't keep it, like Brad said, that, you know, they... We, we make it, and our process is a day. little bit different. We age it for at least a day or 24 to 48 hours, and if we don't use it on that day once we've rolled it out, it goes out into the trash. Sure. So that's that's how we do it. Sure. Supply and demand, you have to It has to be hope. fresh. Right. <laughs> um, all right. And then uh, have you ever debuted a pizza with a topping or a crust that just did not work out? You really wanted it to work, but, man, it just didn't for whatever reason, or customers just didn't respond to it as, as you hoped? The, well, the only variation we've ever done is we have introduced a gluten-free, and we use Soodles as well. Oh, really? Yeah, and it is a good crust. Uh, we only have that available in our 12-inch size. Um, and haven't figured out yet how we'll introduce slices using that because we've you know started using a lot of slices as well as whole pizzas mm-hmm. and borgata. So, and uh, and getting the feedback from the gluten free was that easy or did it, you go through a couple of different vendors before you found this right one or uh, we, we tried quite a few of them um and Soodles had the best tasting one and it and it held up the best and the customers gave us the best feedback on it. All right and. Uh, Jeff or Brad? Well, for me, uh, we have a lot of requests for gluten-free, I would say almost daily, <laughs> and I don't do it. And, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that it, it doesn't, our pizza wouldn't work with it, but I haven't found one that I really like yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, in it, I go to a lot of pizza um, conferences and expositions, and it, it's obvious that it's the industry is huge for gluten-free and even in the competitions that we compete in they have a specific gluten-free category oh wow um but i i i will do it eventually i just haven't found it yet 
Well, and Brad, you led us into uh, Pete's competition, so let's talk about that. So, Brad, you, of course, won uh, an award in 2014 for best pizza in the world, or what was the official title? Well, there's a number of competitions uh, nationally. The biggest one is in part of the International Pizza Expo, Mm -hmm. which is in Las Vegas and it's held every year in the spring. And uh, it's the pizza makers from all around the world come to this competition, and we've been participating participating in that for about 10 years and uh, we've done really well in 2014 we won the world champ i won the world championship in a traditional just basically a pepperoni and mushroom pizza Hmm. which was challenging because you're you only in the traditional competition you're only allowed to use about six different items oh so it really comes down to the base of your pizza because everybody's pretty much putting the same thing on their (laughs) pizza and you can only use two 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 toppings on your pizza so it was very challenging and then uh we've won a lot of the, the way the competition is, is you're set into regions and you advance out of your region to compete for a final. So while we've only won the final once, we've we've won our division quite a few times in both the non-traditional and the traditional. Wow. And, and what qualities are judges looking for when you're entering a competition? Well, they give us a, they give us a kind of a, 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 a taste like of what they're going to be doing by uh, they look for taste, they look for appearance, they look for marketability, they look for a lot of a lot of these judges taste with their eyes, and so does really everybody. So you're so they look for symmetry in your pizza, hmm. they look for color, they look for a lot of you know just uniqueness, um, and they you're tallied at, at each one of those different things, and then you got a final score. Wow, so <laughs> it's it's you, the judges in Las Vegas are world-class judges i mean these are culinary experts either in in the industry or you know we do get some some famous kind of tv judges that show up and judge in these contests as well so it's it's a very educated taste and we you you kind of get used to it after a while but like like the italians for example uh they like to cook their pizzas pretty in high temperature ovens and uh so their pizzas come out looking pretty well done and they kind of get deducted a lot of times <laughs> and, and they just they just can't believe it and it, it, it's you know that that's the way they cook their pizza in italy but sometimes here in america that you got to kind of uh, cater your 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 bake to the judges a little sure. bit yeah. <laughs> and then Ed and Jeff, have you guys dabbled in the food competition, Pete's competition? Oh, we've uh, competed uh, extensively in the beginning of our business, maybe not so much lately. Um, but in 2001, we won the competition that they have in at the convention center in Columbus when we first started. And so then we got to go to the World Pizza Championships in Italy, which was very interesting. Wow! And I'm not. I've read if you've yeah. gone. Yeah, I think you've been to that, haven't you? Yeah, we did the same. We won that same competition. You and did either the year before or the year after. It's been so. <laughs> I think long you were after because I think we were the first ones. <laughs> yeah, to go. we were the pioneers. It was a little oh. bit of our groundbreaking mission. Exactly. <laughs> you you didn't win money in the competitions in Columbus back then. That you won a trip to. Yeah, Italy. you got to go to Italy, uh, and you you find out kind of. There's no such thing as a free trip to Italy. You, <laughs> no. You, you, you got to pay somebody to replace you in your pizzeria. Yeah. And you end up spending a little bit of money in Italy, whether they're paying for it or not. But we competed in the World Pizza Championship as well as Jeff did. That was just a It's a great new, experience. Great experience. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the interesting thing is that uh, they tell you 
they don't tell you this, but if you know people, they might tell you. And the contest is sponsored by Reggiano Parmigiano cheese. So the oh. first thing they ask you is, what kind of cheese do you use on your pizza? And so the answer is obviously Reggiano Parmigiano. Because yeah. <laughs> it is Italy. Right. But other than that, we also competed in Las Vegas and uh, a little slightly that they reformatted the contest, I think, about 2008. And we won in 2006. Oh, okay. So, um, and we've competed there a couple times we um we made it to the finals with our vegetarian pizza in 2005 and then when we went back in 2006 we won with a very unusual combination of toppings it's uh called the mama's marmaletta amore which roughly translates into mama's jammy love and that has apricot preserves for the base sauce with some red pepper flakes a little bit of basil um grilled chicken uh our base cheese and then uh caramelized onions and gorgonzola wow sounds amazing yeah it's a little bit different (laughs) i mean you're kind of like whoa this is kind of weird i kind of liken it to general so's chicken (laughs) (laughs) well and i know if you go on your menu that's under like award winners so right it is you can find all the ones that are top notch at the very top of the menu my son (laughs) has got the fire and competition now so he competed last year in columbus and uh his first time he didn't do that great (laughs) he did actually did really well he got like i think his score was 12th and he was actually the first person to cook in the competition which in that competition is bad yeah yeah and he the only thing he did wrong is he didn't leave it in the oven long enough to brown Mm. up the bottom but other than that i think if he would have gone a little later with maybe next year get in there he's looking for it i'm sure it's tough competition if you've won it before yeah it's i mean the competitions are a lot of fun you get to meet a lot of people and you get to network with a lot of people in the pizza industry that you or ordinarily we're all working every day and we don't get to see these people and we make friends and you learn things and there's little tricks to the trade and uh, it's a great time. And one more question about Italy. So when you go over there, are you the only American team that's representing America? When I went, there were three of us, I think. Okay. I think there were six Americans in the competition when we went. I mean, and the the American will never win that competition. No, it, no it unless, doesn't matter how good. Unless your name's Tony Jimini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's Italian, anyways. Yeah. I mean, they'll take him as an Italian. But uh, no, there's not. It, like when we went, it was very um, rugged. I would say would be the nice way to put it. Like mm-hmm. we had to make our dough in the hotel room, mm. and we didn't have any area to prep in. They weren't very cooperative. Yeah, no they ideal said, conditions. They said, you know, you can go use the hotel kitchen, and the, they were like. The, Chef at the hotel was like, "You can't come in. Can't you? What do you think you're doing?" So yeah, it's definitely it was, but it was a great experience. I mean, you got to see a lot of things, and uh, you know, Italy is a great place to visit if you ever get a chance. To sure, yeah. yeah. And when we went, we you know we were there for a whole week, but we only competed one day. And uh, back then, I was the only one that knew how to drive a stick shift. So I said, "Give me the car," and I, I, we just drove everywhere from Pisa to Venice and Florence, and just really ate at all different kinds of pizza. We visited the Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese plant, which is next to Salsa Maggiore, where the competition was actually being held. And uh, it was just a a wonderful experience. Sounds amazing. Yeah. If I get a chance to do it again, I would love to do it again. (laughs) Well, I don't think we have any Italian judges listening, but maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I might have shot myself. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. And Ed, what kind of pizza competition experience do you have? Uh, we've done the Slice of Columbus. We've not entered an actual competition just for pizza, uh, but uh, Children's Hospital you know, has a dear spot in my heart for me. My granddaughter spent a lot of time there, so uh, we like to do that every year, and it's a good cause. So. Yeah, and that just happened a few weeks ago. Yes. So. yes. All right. And, uh, yeah, now, now apparently you can hopefully get a trip to Italy or something and then match these guys. <laughs> All right. You are listening to The Great Food Debate. Brad, I have a question for you. Why do you choose the party cut versus the traditional cut for uh, pizza? And, and Ed, I could ask you the same question. Why do you do traditional triangle cut slices instead of pizza cut or uh, party cut? I think uh, it, it's also known as the Columbus cut. Because yes. <laughs> really, a lot of places don't do that outside our outer belt. And we... It, we notice particularly when we have uh, customers that move from the East Coast or somewhere else, and uh, we hand them a pizza that's cut like a square, and they just don't know what to make of it. And uh, so, of course, we get tons of requests for, please don't cut my pizza like that. To, uh, <laughs> but once the, if for, I think it's a really good way to cut your pizza because... You don't have to dedicate a whole slice to somebody. So when you're feeding a large group of people, they could just take a little piece or a little corner. Or if you're feeding children, and you know children usually don't eat a whole big slice. They eat two-thirds of it. Well, the rest of it doesn't get wasted. So sure. it's it, it's called party cut because it feeds large, large parties of mm-hmm. pizza. Um, I think, I'm just guessing, but I... I think Donato's and maybe Massey's and some of the older pizzerias that are Columbus Pizzeria started doing that. I think people just imitated them and it just kind of just happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ed, for for you. Well, with a New York style pizza, it's typically a slice that you fold and you eat and uh, you have a little bit of crust to hold on to. And, uh, you know, with our our business model where we sell, you know, not only the whole pizzas, but the slices of pizzas, it just makes sense. Um, And with a New York style crust, it's a little thinner in the center. Uh, so if you cut it into the squares or a party cut, that's a little more difficult to eat the center of the pizza than, than a traditional Columbus style where the crust is a little crispier. Sure, that's a great point. Yeah, it wouldn't be as easy to hold, that's for sure. <laughs> Jeff gets out of having to cut the pizza. Yes. We're, yeah, yeah, so. We're pro-choice. Yeah. Yes. You can do whatever you want. You <laughs> however know. you prefer. That's what I tell people. Once you leave this place, it's America. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, they use scissors. Yes. So. Yeah, you're free of any guilt that's right. there. <laughs> Uh, so why do you guys think that smaller pizza shops do so well in central Ohio? It feels like every suburb has a different, you know, home homemade name. And obviously, you know, Brad, you're representing Bexley and, uh, you know, you're representing Clintonville, uh, Jeff. So um, so how why do you think that they do so well? I think it has to do with quality. We have the opportunity to produce a higher quality pizza and i also believe that being smaller businesses that we have the obligation and opportunity to provide better service than the change i mean i i know that when i'm in one of my stores that oftentimes customers will walk in and the managers know those people by names they have relationships with them they talk about what they're doing how things are going and that i think that's really our greatest advantage over the chains i mean they they definitely try to beat us up on price but i don't think they ever match us in quality mm-hmm. Ed, you I, I would, yeah i would agree with that that the, the quality is is much higher in an independent and i think just in general the culture in columbus uh, there's a lot of people from a lot of different areas that are here and so like you know if you're a new york style pizza fan you know you'll be searching out new york pizza 
um, you know, if you're from Detroit or somewhere like that, you'll be seeking out the Detroit pizza. So I think just with the culture in Columbus um, and the diversity that's here, um, the independents offer those choices. And, you know, like I grew up in Youngstown. And so, you know, you didn't see a party cut pizza in Youngstown unless it was on a sheet tray. You know, yeah. It was a pizza. So mm-hmm. that was different for me to see even just coming a couple hours south. So. <laughs> Um, but I think the culture and the diversity is why the independents do so well down here. Absolutely. And and that- I, I could agree with both those guys on everything that they said. Uh, obviously, quality, um, fresh ingredients, fresh dough, you know, it, it's all better from a small independent pizzeria like you're seeing the people sitting in this room. And uh, it, it's also, I think, every community has pizzerias that are that are supportive of the community. They do fundraisers for the community. They're part of the school system. Mm-hmm. Like for us, we we uh, sell our pizzas through the concession stands. And yes, we cut them like New York when we do that, so, <laughs> so they can sell slices of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it does is it really and, and we let the 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 Bexley Boosters who runs the concession stands makes the bulk of the money on this pizza. We pretty much sell them for cost, and we do various fundraisers with the school and local churches. And then when when we really uh, ingrain yourself into the community like that, it just comes back to you t- tenfold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not saying you you could have a bad product and, and they'll still come to you. You still have to have a really good product. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's that's the key thing. You don't see really the big chains really endear themselves to individual communities as much. So. Sure, sure. And uh, no, we already talked a little bit about taste testing, but how often are you trying other people's pizzas? You don't necessarily have to name names, but if you're going out of town to a new city or if you just decide, you know what, pizza for some reason sounds good, you know, how often are you trying other pizza? Ed, do you want to start us off? Yeah, quite often, actually. Always looking for new ideas and something that's unique. Um, something, you know, we try to set ourselves apart and be very different from, you know, most places. So if I see something while I'm traveling, I definitely want to try it. Um, the pizza you were just talking about with the apricot preserve sounded pretty interesting. <laughs> Come on in. We'll yeah. show you one. The wheels are already turning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just, well, it just sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've not had one before like that. So, you know, definitely, you know, I like to try different things. Um, I, I don't like to eat the same food over and over. So Sure. Um, it's, it's nice to when you're out, you know, to try different ideas and see how they do things. Sure. And Jeff, what about you? Oh, I I would try more pizza, but my fiance she hates pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and she if, knows what you do, right? <laughs> she does. But if you saw her, you'd know why she hates pizza. Pizza because she looks so good. But I would say that I I love to try other people's pizza. I mean, I was just in Florida a couple days ago, and I was getting pizza when I was down there, just checking things out and. You know, I'll try other people's pizza in town. I mean, I I, I could eat pizza every day. I I'd eat these guys' pizza. I had both of their pizzas; they're both great. I mean, I think that all pizza is good. Just some pizza is better than others. Sure, I, sure. I agree with that. Even bad pizza is better than no pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> eat pizza. Yeah, lots of pizza. Yeah, pizza is it pretty much describes what American dinners are. You know, just as part of what what Americans do uh, when they eat out and or eat in. And uh, we we find that. Uh, I like to try pizzas in lots of different... Anytime I travel to a different city, I will absolutely do a little research before I go, try to find out you know, a good pizza shop that I could try, and I usually do. And uh, I'm not satisfied 100% of the time. Sometimes I'm pretty disappointed. I'm like, wow, this, this is kind of overrated. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> 
but um, like I said, we, we, we collect ideas and we try to see if that's something that, wow, that's a great idea. It's where I kind of got the Detroit idea was not here in Columbus. It mm-hmm. was traveling. Um, and, uh, and I will try pizzas around town. I, and like Jeff, I love to eat pizza. I'm, I'm on a, currently on a diet, so I, I don't eat as much pizza as I used to. And, uh, but I always try to leave at least one meal a week for a pizza meal. I'm sure the word diet is the enemy of all pizza owners, but... <laughs> so, here's my question to you guys. Of the pizza places that you've visited outside of our market, what is the most memorable pizza that you've Ooh, had? Oh, good question, Jeff. That's a great question. Uh, for me, uh, th- there's um, a guy, and Jeff mentioned his name. His name's Tony, Jim, and Johnny. And Tony is pretty much the guru of he's written pizza books and uh has competed competitively basically in the acrobat acrobatic uh, competitions where he spins the pizzas and, oh yeah and he's just he opened up a pizza shop in las vegas called pizza rock and he just does all different kinds of pizzas there and every one of them is just absolutely incredible and you know not can the guy can not only throw great pizzas he could he just produces a great product and for me mem- the memorable pizza i had was his classic neapolitan pizza which was baked in a high temperature neapolitan oven and it was a simple margarita pizza and i've never had one better hmm. so, yeah. oh, all right and then so when i was in golden colorado i ate at this place called woody's pizza buffet it was all wood-fired pizza and he put it on a buffet and if there was something you wanted that wasn't out there he would actually make it and put it out on the buffet wow. while you were waiting for it and uh he made this pizza with uh, chicken, spinach, and artichokes, and with the flavor of the wood fired, it was just fantastic. Oh, that sounds great. And Jeff does one stick out to you. Mm, I've got two, maybe, I think. I think uh, John's on Bleecker Street in New York for, like, New York style. I mean, it was just, uh, I love that place. And then uh, maybe in, I went to this place in Florida called Anthony's uh, Coal Fired Pizza, mm. and the pizza there was pretty outstanding. I've had that, by the way, when I was in Florida as well. It was good. Did it make the mark for you, Brad? It did. It, it, it definitely, uh, I think I was in Orlando. Did you what? try the wings? No. The wings in the oven were outstanding. Okay. Mm. Next time I travel, yeah. there, I'll check that <laughs> out. Yeah. All right. And what kind of relationship do you guys have with other pizza owners? I mean, as Jeff, you already mentioned, you know, typically you're in your own shop every day. So what kind of relationship do you do you have there with other owners in the area? I, I try to stay, I like to be positive. I mean, I'm just, that's who I am. I like, if somebody is in the pizza business, I don't look at them as my competition. Mm-hmm. Our competition is within our four walls. Sure. So, like, these guys, like, I'll, I talk to them. I mean, I have friends that own pizza places that I'll try to tell them, you know, they'll ask me a question, and I tell them something, and they look at me like, are you really telling me the truth? And I'm like, I'm just <laughs> telling you what I know. But, I mean, I think it's positive. I mean, I, I think you have more to gain from being good to people than, you know, being paranoid and thinking that some guy's out to get you because <laughs> there's always somebody's opening up a place. Sure. And we have more competition every day. And from other food sources as well, I mean, right. I think we see that the competition increases as different concepts come in and compete with pizza. So um, I think it's better just to be, you know, 
be friendly. Sure, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, we've we've lent items, you know, to other shops that needed, you know, they were short on, you know, cheese or whatnot. Um, but uh, just meeting a lot of people at the Slice of Columbus and getting to know a lot of the, the local uh, operators and stuff has been good. And uh, it's, it's a friendly competition and, you know, it, it definitely pays to be friendly with people. And, you sure. Know. There's no fight to the death at the end of it or anything. No, <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, I think well, I've known Jeff for probably over a decade. And, and when, when we first started competing, I, and just meeting people like Jeff and there's other people like that are just really nice, friendly people that like to give you life advice. They're, nothing's really a huge secret to them. And, and what the camaraderie is, is people like to talk about pizza and what they do. And, and nobody's better to talk to than somebody does what you do. Sure. And you kind of just have a special relationship with that, those people. We're right next door to another pizza shop. I mean, and you don't really see that too often. But, you know, we, there, there's a camaraderie there with us as well. With, like uh, Ed said, somebody, if they run out of something, uh, they'll borrow from us and vice versa you know one day our our hot water heater kicked out and we had to go over there and make dough and one day their dough mixer broke down and they had to come over our place and make dough and it's just it's just part of the camaraderie and and if you're i guess everybody if you're not a nice person then maybe you're not going to do that but (laughs) i i like to think of myself as a nice person as well so yeah and i'm sure the shop talk is interesting i mean it's more more in detail than whatever we're talking about today but yeah and the, the best thing is is you can't say it really but sometimes there's customers that kind of it you know take you the wrong way and and, it, and it's great to commiserate as well it's yes. like i have this customer that did this and, they, and they'll look at you and they'll say oh i have one just like that mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you are listening to the great food debate and we asked some of our readers to weigh in and ask some questions or what questions they want me to ask and one of the questions that we got was is there any topping that you absolutely hate to see on a pizza uh, so I don't know if anything comes to mind, but of course the dreaded pineapple debate, some people love it, some people hate it, but is there something unusual that either you absolutely hate or just something that seemed way too bizarre to go on a pizza? Jeff, do you want to start us off? The only topping that I would personally dislike myself, we sell it, is anchovies. Yeah, I, I was going to say probably it. anchovies. I mean, it's, it's a take it or leave it thing. I don't think there's any in between, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to toppings, and I'm not too particular about it. That's good. All right, Ed? Um, personally, I am not a fan of olives, um, but a lot of people like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just... Yeah, I don't like olives in any me way, shape, or form. So putting them on a pizza to me is just you know the wrong thing to do. But, yeah. <laughs> but you do sell it or no? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, black and green olives. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we have forty, I think forty four different items to put on a pizza now, and each one of those has their own prep schedule and three different types of mushrooms and a couple different types of sausage and a couple different types of pepperoni and and with all those items that we have and all the 24 specialty pizzas that we have i like a pepperoni pizza so i really right there with you. yeah i just don't i kind of really even comes to shove yeah and so when i go to another city or i'm trying somebody else i don't garbage it up with a bunch of stuff <laughs> i just I usually get a, a one cheese pizza and one pepperoni pizza because i it really helps me kind of just see uh, what's that pizza really tastes like mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's but uh, i don't like anchovies it, it, it i let the customers kind of dictate what 
kind of items we provide. And also they have to be able to keep, you don't want to be throwing stuff away. So sure. what you do have on your menu, you have to promote it. You have to, you just can't let it sit there. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay. And then on the flip side of that, uh, are there any minimum ingredients that are required in order to consider something a pizza? You know, what what do you need in order to make a pizza? Because you could argue crust, cheese, sauce, but, you know, it could be an olive oil pizza or something, and then that would still be considered pizza. So what, what are the minimum requirements for you to be considered something a pizza? Uh, do you want to start us off? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I would say definitely the crust and the cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, sauces, you know, you, you can interpret it, like you said, in olive oil, you know, as a sauce. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely I would say the crust and the cheese. I, normally, if I go somewhere, I don't even go as far as the pepperoni. I just get a, a cheese pizza mm-hmm. so I can taste the crust, the sauce, and the cheese. Sure. Those three main components. Right. Um, yeah, I think every pizza, if you look at it, and this sounds kind of corny, but like a painting in, in your canvas is important. Your crust is your canvas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it really starts from there. And so if you have a crust that can't withhold all the items that you're putting onto it and you pick up your piece of pizza and everything just simply slips right off of it, then, you know, that's not a good pizza. So uh, it, your cheese blend, that's that's a personal preference. But I think that, you know, using real cheese, there's a lot of places who don't. And uh, so you look at the quality of ingredients that you put on, and sauce is a matter of taste as well. So we get it all realms of I want pesto, I want Alfredo, I want heavy sauce, I want light sauce, I want no sauce. And you just kind of cater that to your customer as well. Sure, sure. And Jeff, anything? You got to have dough, that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess dough and cheese, those are the two main components. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. And for one final question for the three of you, if you couldn't pick your own place and you want to get pizza in central ohio where are you headed jeff uh well since i live in arlington i i have two places that i would go to that are not mine i could say three really (laughs) because david zadnick is my friend at carsoni's and i like their stromboli and tommy's and then uh sperano's every once in a while i like sperano's they 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 make really good pizza all right. And Ed? Being a young stowner, I would uh, head to DiCarlo's. Mm. I don't even call that pizza. <laughs> that's where my in-laws are all, they all love that pizza. I'm like, that's not pizza. Come on. <laughs> I, I've i never had it, so I can't. Uh... The, actually, the dough is really good. I just can't get my head around that cheese not melted part. That, that That's what gets to me, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they put it on after it's cooked. Yeah, it's oh. a very interesting way of doing it. Yeah, that's not how all Youngstown pizza is, but I'm I'm a proponent of the thicker crust and the, uh, you know, the the toppings that go on like that. So. Fair um, enough. Well, okay, so mine's interesting because I like bar pizza, and if you travel around Columbus and like to go out and drink a little bit, so I'm like sometimes I do. <laughs> uh, it, 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 like it's amazing how good some pizzas are, and just little tiny little hole in the wall bars that you just wouldn't even think they even serve pizza, but they have just an incredible pizza. Um, one's coaches in Gehanna. Mm. I really enjoy their pizza, and it's it, and they're good friends, and I love to eat that. And if I was going to eat another pizza other than mine, uh, we also go to, I go to a place called Little uh, Sicily's, which mm. is Far East Side, and um, just a really good product. They bake in a duck oven and just make a really good pizza, so... All right. Well, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up before I wrap it up? 
No, I think thanks for having us. That was a great conversation. I yeah. enjoyed meeting the, uh, Ed and I know Brad and met you, and it was a, just a nice time. Good. Yeah, uh, same here. I, I think this was a great conversation, and I think you'll have a lot of people to probably chime in because of how popular pizza is. Yes. You know, like if you have like a great food debate with Chinese food, it might not be as. Yes, as he did. Oh, yeah. Our very first episode when we did pizza, it was like, how come you didn't mention these other 25 places? It's like politics. Yes. Everybody has a favorite. It could go on forever. That's true. (laughs) But no, we appreciate you having us. And uh, it was nice to meet everybody and uh, get to talk to you. Yeah. Well, of course, we want to hear from our listeners. And if there's any favorite pizza joint we did not mention, feel free to uh, tweet at us at This Week News or send us an email online at thisweeknews.com. Or you can uh, comment or like our Facebook page This Week Food and Wine um, Facebook.com slash This Week Food and Wine So uh, Brad, Jeff, Ed can you guys give us uh, more information on your business if people want to find out more where should they go? Yeah, just come to our website MamaMimi's.com uh, Borgata Pizza Cafe uh, we have uh, our website's BorgataPizzaCafe.com or you can uh, contact either of the stores uh, our numbers are listed one's in the northeast side one's in Worthington uh, yeah, we're uh, Bexley Pizza Plus and BexleyPizzaPlus.com. And uh, we're our Bexley location's at 2651 East Main Street. And our sister location in Gahanna is 104 Granville Street, and that's Gahanna Pizza Plus. And uh, they do uh, more pickup and delivery. Uh, they don't have a dining room there. So if you're going to eat out and want to be there and have a pizza when it comes right out of the oven, then the Bexley shop might be a choice. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify, or you can hear every episode on our website, thisweeknews.com. This is Abby Armbruster signing off. Stay hungry. Stay hungry.